Well, I did something the other night uh, I don't think I've ever done. Uh, I've actually just never been brave enough to do it, and that was to tell a parable that I'd written and not explain it to you. So later you can tell me if it worked. I'm going to do the same thing tonight. Jesus had this interesting thing happen in his life, and he told a very odd story. He went to another tribe, different people than his, a crazed group, and he was met by a crazed man from the crazed group who lived in the graveyard and fell at his feet, and Jesus asked him an odd question. He said, what's your name? And the guy had an odd answer. He said, it's legion, it's multitude, because there are many of us. I want to tell a story that has to do with the many of us. And then Jesus himself told an odd story about a man who was throwing a banquet, and he invited all his friends, and they all had their excuses, so he sent his servants out and said, just go get some people in here. And they, they got out about 30% full. He said, I want more. Go get some more. Go further out. They went out. They made it about 90% full. He said, I want it all the way full. Go drag people in here. Compel them if you have to. I want my place full. The story I want to tell is a little inversion of Jesus' story. Rather than going out to bring people in, this story has to do with going in to bring people out. It's a story that's based on a dream, like at night, a dream that I might have had. I woke up in the dream, and I found myself in a, in a meadow, and it was a dark night, very dark. It was foggy. It was overcast in addition to the fog, and I had this sense in my dream self that there might even be a full moon somewhere up there behind the, behind the fog and the overcast, but I didn't know, and I didn't know where I was, and I frankly, in the dream, like many, I didn't know where I'd come from. I had a, just a sense that I'd, I'd come from somewhere, and it'd been a long journey, and I had no idea where to go from here. There didn't seem to be a path, and I, I had this imagining in my dream self. By the way, my name is Bart, and that will come into the story. And in my dream self, I had this feeling that I'd come on a path, and the path had gotten more narrow and more narrow, and at times I'd wandered off, but there wasn't a sense that I was lost because I'd wandered so far off the path. It was just a sense that here I was, and I didn't know why or where to go from here. And so I, I, I just started walking in this dream, walking ahead. I thought it was ahead, but it could have been going backwards. Or sideways, but I just started walking in the dew from, uh, from the grass all around me in this meadow just completely soaked my pants right away and my shoes. I could feel it going through, and, and I tripped on a log right away and fell and scratched my arm, and God, darn it, got up. And 
made it to the edge and, and of what looked like possibly a forest. And then every once in a while, the overcast would lift a little and a little bit of uh, muted moonlight would come through and I could at least see something and I knew I was heading into a woods. And it got rougher in there. I, I, I tripped more and I got cut and, and brambles and, and torn clothes and things like that. And I, I, I felt so odd in this dream because I didn't know where I was going and yet, I had a sense of longing, a, a, a restlessness, and a sense that I was maybe being drawn somewhere unknown. And this went on, you know how dreams are, for hours or days or weeks, I, I don't know. But I, I came to an embankment and I slipped on some wet leaves and slid down part of the embankment. As I was catching my balance, I looked up and I saw for the first time a flicker of something human, I, a light. It, it gave the impression of candlelight way in the distance. And then I realized I hadn't heard a thing human. I hadn't even heard animals. It had been completely silent and dark, opaque. And this little flicker, it came all the way across. And I instantly knew I had to go toward that. There was, there was no real sense of fear. I slid down the rest of the way in this muddy thing. I must have looked crazy. And, and I saw then it was a candlelight, and it was actually coming through a window pane of a small, I hoped, cottage. I couldn't tell for sure, but as I journeyed further and closer, it became clear that it was a cottage, and it was inhabited, and, and there wasn't just candlelight. There was even the flickering of, of a firelight from within, a hearth that was lit, and it, gave, it cheered my heart. And I went up and I got right to the door. And again, there was no fear, but there was awkwardness, and I knew I looked a mess. And I didn't know why I was there, and I didn't know who was inside or if someone was, but I sensed a presence, and I, I, I tapped on the door. I was going to tap ever so lightly, and I tapped on As soon as my knuckle hit the wood of the door, it just easily swung open on hinges that were so swift. And there for sure was a fire in a hearth and two leather chairs in front and a man sitting with his head not facing me but facing the fire. And he turned and he looked at me and I knew I knew him and I knew I was known by him. But I couldn't quite figure it out. And he looked, he had a glass of wine in one hand. He, he turned and he had this huge smile and he just said something that completely melted ice in my heart that I didn't know it even formed there. He said, Bart, my name, Bart, I am so glad you're here. Come in. And he got up and he came over. He didn't run over, but he just came over. He engulfed me. This beautiful, this beautiful person engulfed me in his arms and I could feel the ice melting further inside of me. And I looked, and in some magical way, my clothing wasn't as torn. And some of the dirt had somehow gone away. And he said, sit down right here. I said, it's been a long journey. He said, yeah, I know about it. I'm so glad I've been expecting you. And I started to sit down. He said, I'm so glad you're here, but, but there's one thing. I, I'd like all of you to be here tonight. And I thought he was... <laughs> 
he was mistaken, thought I was with the Simply Jesus group or something wandering around in my dream. And I said, well, I, I, am, I am all of me. I, I'm here. There's no, I didn't come with anybody else. I was on my own. He said, no, no, I, I really, I, I, I'd like all of you here. And I said, honestly, sir, I didn't quite know what to call him. I kind of wanted to say, Lord, but it's just, I don't know, I couldn't quite do it. And, I, and he said, no, actually, I'm going to start dinner, Bart. And, and so why don't you go on outside and find the rest of you? And I, you know, somehow when he said it, you just had to do it. And as I'm walking toward the door, I'm going, what am I doing? I'm and I walk outside, and as soon as I get outside, I, I actually see a figure not far away, maybe 10, 15 yards. And the figure's facing away from me. It's a guy. And, and, and he turns and, and looks at me, and it was the most shocking moment of the dream because it was me looking at me, looking at me. And I said, Bart? And he said, Bart? I said, no, I'm Bart. He said, I'm Bart. And I noticed then that he looked exactly like me, except he was very worried. He had worry lines, you could tell. He was stressed, he was strained, and he, he said to me, did you just come out of that house, that, that, that cottage? And I said, yeah, it's wonderful. He says, I've never seen anybody go in and come out alive. I said, have you seen anybody come out? He said, no, but I've never seen anybody come out alive. We gotta get out of here. I said, no, actually, it's wonderful in there. He said, are you kidding? The place... I don't even know if it's structurally sound. It could cave in on us. And who knows? There could be a major windstorm coming. I said, here, just come on in. You're going to love it. I'm telling you. I, I mean, I'm Bart. I, I'm telling you. And as we walked closer, I noticed some of the worry leave his brow. And as we went through the door and the glow of the firelight and the smile of the beautiful person in there, he just melted the other Bart, the worried Bart. And I thought, oh, I get it. I'm a split personality. <laughs> Jesus wanted both of me. Okay, I get it. That was hard work, but I, I get it. So I started to sit down. I was hoping for a glass of wine. And, and the beautiful person said to me, that's great. Will you go get the rest of them? I said, the rest of whom? He said, the rest of you. I want all of you here tonight. So I walked back out the door. I go outside. Uh, he said, you may have to go a little further this time. And I didn't have to go very much further. And I saw all of a sudden another male off in the distance. He turned around. It was me. And he was organizing a really amazing movement. And he was trying to find people to join his movement. But he looked kind of frustrated and disappointed. And I knew the me I was looking at. I said, hi, Bart. I'm Bart. I said, I'll bet you're like trying to change the world. You probably have a couple hundred ideas, maybe one of which is a good one. And he goes, how do you know? I said, I don't ask now, but you know, come on in. We're having dinner in here. There's some other people I think you'll like to meet. And, and he said, no, I, I've really got to get some stuff done. I said, there's a beautiful person in there. He said, a beautiful person? Would he work on my campaign? I said, you never know. You can ask him yourself. Come on in. And, and as he walked into the glow, he was beginning to be changed. And he saw the worried Bart and the visionary Bart, and they kind of got shocked, and they started arguing about something. And then I looked at the beautiful person. He said, there's some more out there. And I went out, and this went on I don't know how long, maybe an hour, 
maybe a day, maybe a decade. I kept going out. I found the not enough Bart out there. I found the perfectionist Bart. I found him behind a bush hitting himself with twigs. And I said, Bart, what are you doing to yourself? And he said, it's okay. I don't do it when anyone else is around. I just do it on the inside. I went, come on inside. I I think you're going to like the beautiful person. He may think you're enough. I I met the compassionate Bart out there. I met him and said, hi, Bart. He said, hi, what's your story? (laughs) And he was really interested. I said, well, come on in and I'll, I'll tell you a little later. I met the forgetful Bart. I tried to get him to come in, and he said, as soon as I find my cell phone, I'll come in. I don't know where I left it. I said, it's okay. We'll find it later. There's a beautiful person in here. I saw a joyful Bart, a discouraged Bart, an angry Bart. I was out bringing Barts in, a broken Bart, a fearful Bart, a courageous Bart, a defensive Bart, a forgiving Bart. The place was packed. And I I came in after this, and I'm going, can we just eat now? (laughs) And the beautiful person looked at me, and he smiled. He said, I know, this is really hard work. You're doing a great job. There's just one more. And I, I was actually relieved to hear there was only one more. I said, okay, how far out do I go? Because I had to keep going further with each of these Barts. And he said, actually, he's really close by. I said, oh, that's good. Where is he? He said, he's, he, he's actually right here in the cottage. I said, really? He says, yeah, he's down in the cellar. I said, down in the cellar? I didn't even know there was a cellar. He said, yeah. I said, what's he doing down there? He said, well, you put him down there. Don't you remember? I said, no. Yeah, you locked him away down there a long time ago. You need to go get him but he'll be a little difficult to get up here. If he has a hard time accepting your invitation, tell him I'm up here and and I've got a message for him. And then he leaned over and he whispered the message into my ear so the other Barts couldn't hear it. I went down the stairs. I had a little candlelight. It was a musty cellar. And sure enough, off in the corner, I, 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 I thought it was Gollum at first, honestly. <laughs> he was crouching. He was crooked. He was matted hair. He, he had crazed eyes. He was scared to death. He was angry. I looked. I said, hi, Bart. I, I'm Bart. And he said, oh, sure. Oh, sure. Now you come. You put me down here in the first place, and now you come. I said, I'm so sorry. I don't even remember doing it. There's a beautiful person up here, and he wants us all for dinner. And I think, he won't want me. If he knew who I was, and he probably does, he would not want me. I said, he wants you. He told me he wanted you. He said, it's a lie. I said, he said you might say that. And he told me your name, and he has a message for you. He said, he didn't tell you my name. I said, yeah. My middle name is Wayne, Barton Wayne Tarman. I said, he told me your name is Barton Shame Tarman. Your name is Shame. And he started to wail. 
And I said, but he gave me a message for you. He said, he didn't. I said, he did. I'm telling you the truth, Bart. He said this. He said, if he won't come up, tell him that he's one of my favorite Barts. And shame started to weep. And he started to rise. He could barely get up. He was sort of crippled. But every step he took up toward the stairs, he was able to straighten up a little more. And I took him by the elbow and tried to help him up. And with each step as we walked up toward the light, he, he started to be able to stand a little more erect. And I, I, I went to hold the rail and looked back at him. And his hair wasn't matted. It was normal hair. And as he came up, somehow he had clothes on. He had very few on when I'd met him. And as he walked in through the door... I let him go first. He didn't want to go. I said, yeah, yeah, go like this. And I was looking over his shoulder as he came around the corner and he saw the several hundred other Barts in there. And they all had glasses of wine and they were toasting him. And the beautiful person was in the middle laughing with joy. And we had a tremendous dinner that night. There was a sense that all of us were being healed. And there was a sense that there was always room at the table for every one of us. And as the healing gained momentum, a, a unity cohered these different parts together into one soul, one soul that could truly be saved, one soul that could become a healing presence to others. I've heard it said that that cottage is still out there and that all of you can come into it. And I mean all of you. And when you get in there, in the words of one of my favorite authors, I think you'll be surprised in the cottage of God's love to find that God makes our very frailty to be the place he most delights in surprising us with his nearness.